Hello, everyone. This is Coffee Chug. Welcome to another episode on Living on the Edge of Chaos. This is Coffee Chug, getting ready to open up Season 3, um, a brand new theme for this season in which, as opposed to talking just about random education, what we're going to be doing and focusing on um, are some amazing educators across the nation, really, that are, that are trying to do some really awesome things and with the goal of spreading the message of, of positive um, I don't want to say reinforcement, but positive messages of a lot of people working very, very hard. Um, and so today we have our, our very first person that was nominated um, by one of her colleagues. And so why don't we jump right in? And uh, Kristen, I'll go ahead and let you introduce yourself. So why don't you let everybody know who you are and uh, what you do? Um, I am Kristen Golly. I live in Wisconsin, Southwest Park. Um, I work for CSIS 3 Agency. Now, um, I was in the school district, and so this is my first year at CISA um, and helping develop the therapeutic classroom. Awesome. And this is, uh, just so people know, this is my first time really connecting um, with Kristen in, in person, which is really exciting. Uh, we've been playing a lot of email tag trying to make this happen, so uh, right away just want to thank her for taking time to uh, talk with me today. Why don't we start with just a real simple question. Um, and why is it? Why did you get in, in, in education in the first place? Um, I guess it's kind of corny, but I, you know, always wanted to make a difference in students' lives since I have such so many great teachers growing up and helping me. And actually, you know, my probably my fourth grade teacher is the one that actually sparked that interest. So it's been a while since I've had the interest of going into education. So. Yeah, you know, the same thing. I had um, I had a seventh grade teacher. He was my freshman basketball coach. But before that, um, he's one that inspired me. And as corny as it sounds, what inspired me was his simple gesture of you had to shake his hand every single day walking into and out of his class. Um, and just that idea that he cared about who you were and this idea of respect. And that little thing that we did every single day, even the days where I thought I was too cool to shake a teacher's hand, um, sticks with me to this day and it was really a source of motivation so um i get where you're coming from when you start talking about corniness because it's just that little thing of you know i wanted to be able to relay that that message of uh motivation and uh or inspiration to to get people to uh you know do well with with themselves so as as we move on here one of the things that when you were uh nominated to have your story told um one thing that stood out to me was that you were the recent recipient of the PBS Digital Innovator of the Year Award for 2014. So I guess first, congratulations. Um, and second, could you talk a little bit about, um, I mean, what are you doing that uh, received that, for you to receive this recognition? What's some of the awesome things that you have going on? Um, in my classroom, um, actually, my principal nominated me for to uh, apply for this award through PBS. Um, I actually thought it was only a state-based uh, uh, award or contest they were holding until I actually received the information that I had been selected in the top 100 in the nation as a digital innovator. 
Um, and when I started seeing people from California and Hawaii and Alaska and out east and every, you know, it was like, oh my gosh, this is actually, you know, a national award. <laughs> oh my yeah. God, I did not expect that. Um, I had to write a couple essays. I had to make a video and actually had some of my students talk in a video about all of the like technology things we were doing within the classroom and how, you know, I had very little technology, like I didn't, was not a one-to-one -one classroom, but how I kept my students engaged and learning with using the technology that I had. So it's basically hugging what you have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I think that really resonated with a lot of people that, you know, you don't always have to have every device to make a successful classroom. Right. So what were, uh, what would be a few examples of uh, what, what you were doing with what you had? Um, I had one smart board, one teacher computer, three student computers in my classroom, and we actually had a bring your own device policy, which I had about probably half of my students um, bring a device every day. But, you know, we would make Vokies, we would make Sing Links, we did so many just different, you know, instead of just the basic paper pencil activities, I would always try to find the new thing to try on with technology um, to engage them because that seems to be where they are. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So if you were, and this is a really broad question, so you could, I'll let you attack it however you want. So if you had a, a teacher that's maybe uh, new to technology, maybe isn't a, a tech guru, and they just needed just a, a tool or something to explore. It doesn't mean that they have, necessarily have to implement. And I know you can get goofy with what they teach and grade level, but if there was one that's kind of a, a no-brainer to kind of get your feet wet from an educator point of view just to see that technology isn't as scary as we sometimes make it out to be, what would be one of your re recommendations? Um, I guess my first thing that really sparked my interest in going more the technology route within my classroom is Symbaloo, the digital like library bookmarking. Mm -hmm. uh, it's free to teachers. So, and I actually ended up having a lot of my students have them, so they would have all of their references right there. And um, I also like to use uh, Google Forms within my classroom, which was super easy, and I helped a lot of teachers kind of get going on that. Trying to step into some more technology in their classroom. Right. Awesome. Oh, I've used Symbaloo a lot. And I just listened to you talk right there. I was thinking how cool that'd be if each kid's home screen was their own Symbaloo with their, their needed stuff. I, I guess we, we have a lot of teachers here that use Symbaloo, but I don't know how much we have put it on the students to kind of let them create their own. It, it just, uh, yeah. you sparked an idea already. So that's, that's, a, <laughs> Obviously, yeah, they uh, would have, like our kid blog and you know all of those fun things that we did in the classroom. Um, yeah, already on there, so they didn't have to find the URL all the time to yeah. type it in. So absolutely. So if we shift gears here a little bit away from technology, the other thing that I'm really really interested about is they uh, the person that um, nominated you also talked about how you're testing out something brand new that that nobody is currently doing. Um, in terms of a, a therapeutic classroom for students that with, with health disorders and things like that. So could you speak a little bit about what you're uh, trying to uh, work through here this year? Yeah. Um, I, I am helping develop in Wisconsin the first therapeutic classroom for elementary students. 
Um, there is some other day treatment, but none of them include the academic part of their day. They just do fully treatment. So I'm helping develop the therapy with the um, academics for the students. It was like K-6. Um, we're almost certified. We're in like the final steps with our state certification for the mental health. And yeah, that's it's a big undertaking. Um, for us in CISA, but it's been really beneficial. We've actually had already some referrals into our classroom, so we're trying to push through our last few steps to get certified to help these students with mental health disorders. Awesome. So I'm sure there, there, there's a lot of moving parts to all this. That I'm not expecting you to explain all that in a, a short podcast, but as, as you talk about weaving in the academics and it, and the mental health, like what does that kind of look like in your school? Because I, I see you hear a lot, and we were kind of talking before we started recording that the, the mental health issue is it's becoming a bigger and bigger. Uh, I don't want to say concern, but it is a concern um, as we're also trying to push learning and, and everything else. And so, how are you guys infusing mental health and academics? Um, within the classroom itself, I will have a full-time um, therapist with me at all, like all day long, and so she will be doing some like small groups as centers with the kids as I'm doing academics. Um, we're very in touch with the homeschool still because our goal is to transition them back and be successful within their homeschool. Um, we are hoping not to always have to have them, but on giving them the skills so that they can transition back to be successful in their homeschool. So that's kind of where we're going. Um, yeah, doing a lot of social skills, which a lot of teachers do anyways, um, within your classroom, those teachable moments and right. their social aspects. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, that's just awesome. Is there like an official name to this or is this something that's like in development? Um, or? It's the Southwest Region Therapeutic Classroom right now of Wisconsin. And how did you uh, find yourself in the mix of this? How did you find yourself taking this on? I um, Well, I saw the post at CISA, and actually the person that nominated me, <laughs> I know very well. And um, she had actually called me and said, I think you'd be really good. Because in my regular life classroom, I had a lot of students that had mental health um, disorders and issues. So I really had to sink or swim that year because I had about four of them in my classroom with no help, no, you know, no aids or anything. So um, with my experience that I've already had, I think it really helped me or I feel like they helped me get this to this place. <laughs> um, as corny as that sounds, that they prepared me for this new adventure I'm on. Awesome. And I know that it's, it's still brand new and you're working through a lot of things. I mean, how would you have you seen any? I mean, I'm sure you have, but uh, any positive success stories? I don't. I mean, I know it's probably still early on. I mean, are you starting to see the light bulb that this is something that that could really be beneficial for a lot of schools? Or um, yeah, we've had three referrals before we were even certified, so I would say that's a big positive. <laughs> yeah, um, and so you know, we're in contact with the school, giving them resources to use until we are ready to take the students. Um, today I was at CISA at a meeting um, with all the superintendents, and they actually gave me applause for <laughs> doing this. So that was kind of, you know, they're, you know, seeing the need also that this is 
going to dull places. Yeah, yeah, I just, that whole concept of a full-time person just is mind-blowing. Uh, you know, as you think budget cuts and, and class size is always becoming larger and larger and, you know, us trying to do more with less. And so a lot of credit to, to, to where you're working that they're willing to try something like this and uh, put, put the resources directly where it's needed, right there smack dab in a classroom. I mean, that's a, that's a bold move, and, uh, but, but, but a powerful one that, you know, they're kind of putting their money where the mouth is, uh, you know, in a lot of respects. So that, that, that's, yeah. that's really, really awesome. So as I hear you talk about this, winning the Digital Innovator of the Year Award, you're testing out this therapeutic classroom. I mean, you obviously um, have this growth mindset or you're not afraid to try new things. And have you always been that way or is this just something that you, you've kind of gotten into flow and, and you're seeing the, the value in it? Or, I mean, how have you got to this point where you're willing to toss your name out there and uh, go with the punches? Um, I think it happened when um... – my growth mindset really, I never understood certain ways why people always taught that way because I'm relatively new in my career. Um, but when our principal came in, she just opened my whole um, world to, you know, more of that growth mindset and not always doing it the way it was always done. Um, so, and I kind of took that and I kind of ran with that. Um, I've been in um, diverse learners. Um, doing a classroom mindset uh, book study where I work now, and I'm going to be doing a cohort in personalized learning also to kind of help with more of that. (laughs) Yeah. So if if there's someone listening that maybe doesn't have this growth mindset or maybe they just don't have the kind of the – maybe they do, but they don't have the courage to kind of really take that leap. I mean, what would be um, a piece of advice – that you could give them if, if there's an educator that, you know, wants to kind of check it out, but just isn't quite sure, a little hesitant. Um, I mean, what would it, I mean, if you had someone in your school that was that way, what, what would you uh, offer them in terms of encouragement? Um, well, I guess be ready for other teachers to kind of look at you funny when you're trying <laughs> different things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, did have, I did have a lot of that when I really started shifting my mindset to shift the student's mindset. Um, but just, you know, don't be afraid to try. That's all I did. I tried. I researched. I got on Twitter <laughs> to read and follow educators. Um, you know, I just, I tried. That's all, you know, I was trying to do what was best for the students and not always the typical classroom works for every student. Right. So, so as we wrap up here, what would be your I mean maybe that you what you just said could probably answer this question what would be a, a message that you could offer to um, someone thinking about ending the profession maybe it's a, a pre-service teacher um, or maybe it, it's a veteran teacher that you know just kind of has hit that plateau because I think at some point you know we we do plateau for at least a, a period of time um, you know what would be your your positive message to spread because the goal of those of these podcasts is one to to showcase awesome things of educators like yourself. You're doing some really awesome things that I'm I'm quite jealous we don't have going on um, here in my area. But just to keep promoting that, I mean, what what would be be your message to them? I guess you know, like I said before, just try new things. You know, read some of the newer stuff that's coming out. Twitter has been a huge change in my life to follow these educators 
talking about the great things that they're doing. And so I was like, oh, I could do that too. So I just, that is my big, I can try. I can try that new way. <laughs> so that's kind of my positive way of, for other teachers is I can just try, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, sometimes the simplest messages are the most powerful. I I would agree. You just sometimes you just you got to go for it and just see what happens, you know. And I think um, as simple as it is, it's also the most daunting thing, and it was also what keeps a lot of people from trying because they don't that that unknown does scare them, you know. But um, um, well, thank it's you. Like the jump I took into the therapeutic classroom, it was an unknown. It's brand new. It was sometimes you got to take that leap just to. I know what you can do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have a note to make sure that I follow up on that. I am, I'm very intrigued by what comes of this, and I'm sure it's going to take some time to start to really see the – I mean, you're not going to make overnight change with that because that's a lot of uh, – but, it, but it's just – I'm really fascinated by that. And uh, much credit, like I said, to, to you and, and the school for uh, taking something like that on. That's just awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, you. I won't take more of your time. I, thank you for uh, taking – 15 minutes here to chat with me. I, I greatly appreciate it. For those listening, I will have her information down in the show notes. If you want to reach out to Kristen, uh, I know she's on Twitter. She's mentioned Twitter. And if you're listening, you know that I'm a Twitter junkie. So I'll, I'll put her, her Twitter handle in the show notes and anything else that was discussed, Symbolu and things of that nature, I will add so you can check that out. Um, and uh, thank you so much, uh, Kristen, for taking time to talk with me today. Yes, thank you.